This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast that knows when teachers fantasize they're not thinking about sex, they're thinking about a well-funded classroom in which they are not going to have their mouths coughed into by a COVID-infested student. I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontremont. This is my lovely co-host, Alice Vaughn. Alice, what are you thinking about for fantasies this fall? I mean, aside from pumpkin spice lattes and Uggs. Mm. Oh, yes. You do know how white I am, right? As fucking pasty as I am. It's If it's not pumpkin spice and giant scarf season, what is it? That and COVID season, obviously. I mean, I have my pumpkin spice candle, my pumpkin spice enema ready. I, I've got it all. <laughs> is there a pumpkin spice dildo out there yet? Like, I want a pumpkin spice Hitachi. Spice up your sex life. <laughs> Pumpkin Spice Lube. Funny enough, Spice Up Your Sex Life was actually the sequel to Spice Up Your Life by Spice Girls. Oh, man. <laughs> Never did well. Oh, man. Is that like the Spice World uh, porn parody? Spice Up Your Sex Life? There is a Spice World porn parody. <gasps> How have we not? I feel, We have to have a follower out there who's, or, uh, uh, you know, someone we know that's a Spice Girls fanatic who's like, why have you not done this yet? Or who will review it with us? We'll find them. By the way, we have a fantastic guest who's sitting here dying, giggling at, that we we should. You're allowed to laugh, Savannah. Okay, okay. I didn't know if you needed me to be quiet. Oh no, no. no it's, we, the fact that someone's laughing, it's like yes. <laughs> our our weirdness is not completely off the mark on this one. So we have we have a wonderful guest with us today, and we're so excited because we're reviewing finally that whenever we mention to people that we have a porn review podcast because we had normal childhoods. Whenever we tell someone that we have this podcast. Podcast, one of the first porns that they always ask if we reviewed is the one we're doing today. We're reviewing Pirates. <gasps> but I'm so excited of who we're reviewing it with. Yes, exactly. Okay, so we have Savannah Solo on the show. And if you've never heard of Savannah, so, okay, you kind of came out of nowhere this year, but you blew yeah. up on OnlyFans, also World Star Hip Hop. So, hey, girl, we have something in common. <laughs> and... On top of that, you're now in like, what, please correct me, top 5% of OnlyFans, and you're fucking hysterical on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you so much. I actually, uh, for the past couple of weeks, I've been chilling in the top 0.1% on OnlyFans, which Get uh, it. is as wild as it sounds. <laughs> Giving Bella Thorne a run for her oh, money without God. the chargebacks. <laughs> That and you're actually giving uh, your audience what they paid for, I'm sure. You know, the crazy thing is about audiences is that they tend to like it whenever they, you know, pay for something and then they receive it. What? That's, that's always... I, I'm shocked. Customers <laughs> want to receive the thing for which they tendered their yeah. money? No. No. I'm, I'm cheap. I'm dirt cheap. Like, it's like $5 to subscribe and I, I don't ever send anything out that's over $10 and Bella Thorne's over here sending out $200. $200? Are you kidding me? Pictures of her... Not nude at all, and I'm just like, a single tear slips down my face, and I'm like, I'm the McDonald's of OnlyFans. Come on, guys. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing. Like McDonald's, you're cheap, easy, and reliable. Hell yes. We know yes. what we're getting. We know what we came That's for, right. and we're getting it. Those pink paste chicken nuggets. That's what I provide. Hey. That's what you're going to get. And you know what? Everyone likes dunking those nuggets. <laughs> Here's my question. Do you culturally appropriate depending on the area you're in? Do those nuggets get dipped in different types of sauces is what we want to know. Oh. <laughs> oh. Look, I'm sorry. I've been to one too many McDonald's. If you haven't been to McDonald's in Austria, it's fancy as shit. It's really? also a tourist. Uh, yes. Oh, my uh, God. Have you guys never seen the McDonald's in Austria? No. Wait, did you say Australia or Austria? I just say Austria. Austria. I have never been to Austria, so I have not. Uh, what's it like? It's like you're walking into a Le Pen Quotidien or just a beautiful, like, bakery of Ooh. fresh desserts and delicacies and then you realize you're at a mcdonald's and you wonder oh man they really are spending less on americans <laughs> <laughs> have either of you guys been to a mcdonald's in canada no pizza they have pizza what 
Yeah, I, I've never ordered the pizza from it. Like, I, it's been ages since I've been to like, it's because all my relatives are from Nova Scotia. So I, you know, grew up every summer going to Canada. I got to go on tropical vacations like all my friends did. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, but they, uh, <laughs> pizza was a thing. At one point, I believe certain uh, McDonald's in some part of the world tried out having uh, spaghetti on the menu. Like they've done, McDonald's has done a lot of weird stuff with their menu, but pizza stuck in Canada. Well, goddamn. Well, if you want to hear something crazier, uh, Japan. Yeah. And China, they're obsessed with KFC and right. specifically Japan for KFC on Christmas. Yeah. You know, if if I could get away with just serving some KFC on a major holiday and not like cooking for two days, I would totally fuck like good for them, man. Whoever decided, whoever woke up one day was like, dude, this is a tradition. Don't tell the kids like that. This has no, not been this way before. This is how you make a marketing campaign. It's not that, oh, we create a holiday of love. Like China does it right. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. We have Singles Day. We have you are not loved. <laughs> I think it's Korea that spam is like a delicacy. I think it's a few of the Asian countries. I could be I don't want to. But I know Korea or South Korea specifically is one of them. And Hawaii as well. Yeah, like, because we, you know, we did wars. We we warred a lot. It's a thing. America is good at one thing for sure. It's warring. Yeah. Whenever Until we, we're reminded of Pearl Harbor. Yeah. But continue. We war a lot. And whenever we do that, we're like, let's send people with rations. And one of them is always tin meat. Meat <laughs> in a tin. The funny thing is, during lockdown, I was like, all right, as though it's over. Uh, during during this <laughs> thing we're still in, I decided, I'm like, well, I don't know if we're going to have food shortages. I'm going to get spam. I decided because I'd seen all the pictures of spam sushi, the masubi thing. I'm like, I'm going to try making this. Spam is now a thing that I like in the form of spam sushi. <laughs> it's surprisingly good. Huh. The uh, spam toasted in a, uh, whatchamacallit, on, on a griddle. The sauce is just soy sauce, sugar, and a little bit of uh, ginger and Chinese five spice, and then wrapped up on top of rice and seaweed. It's a little umami bomb. Wow. Spam sushi. Speaking of umami bombs, this actually reminds me of something completely different. We'll get to the porn eventually, we swear. <laughs> we will. We promise. It's a great point. We're talking about food. This is just, this is way more important. Yes. But Savannah, okay. So I like to do research on everyone who comes on the show. Okay. And one of the things I noticed is when I put in your name, a clip of Dance Moms came up. Wait, what? You know what? Uh, it's not me. I have had more than one person <laughs> ask me, are you the girl from Dance Moms? And I'm like... That would pose some serious issues if I was, first of all. Just say you are and see if you can get more money out of it. No, like, I have People pay for this. Bella Thorne <laughs> proved it. I don't want to get sued by the girl from Dance Moms. Just be like, I'll do that dance naked for you for more money. Just just oh, go no. with it. Do it really? I have no idea what the girl from Dance Tell What's the video from Dance Moms? Tell tell me more. I guess there was like a one of the girls on Dance Moms. Her name was Savannah. And she did a lot of solo dance pieces and so uh, yeah for the longest time anything that ever comes up whenever you google my name is either how to travel in savannah georgia solo or this uh child dancing and so you can imagine how i'm like "Ah, yikes (laughs) it doesn't go hand in hand with the uh with the porn careers that that poor parent's child that's like damn it i just wanted to see savannah's wonderful solo and this oh well i've ruined family christmas whenever they pull it out to show aunt linda next year they're gonna go (laughs) who whom, whom is this? Little do they know that Aunt Linda is a big fan of Savannah Solo. <laughs> Aunt Linda's computer is already full of Savannah Solo. She loves. <laughs> oh she's God. like, she's like, I prefer her lesbian scenes. Didn't you know? That's she's got it for you already. She transitions so well. She's so mature. Linda's a good tipper. It's I must say. <laughs> she's good. She has to be. She's child free. So <laughs> vodka Aunt Linda. <laughs> really? Right? Great. She's a dilf. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what double? Oh wait, not a dilf. A dink. I meant double income, no kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you never have like step aunt. I'd like to fuck solve. Like that's not a thing. Oof. How do we resolve this? I feel like that would be like one step removed enough that the uh, family part of it is no longer creepy. 
Stefan, I'd like to fuck. That'll be the next, like, the like, all right, look, we'll, we're trying to move away from <laughs> incest porn because there have been so many requests, but we still have to do something incesty. Let's have aunt I'd like to fuck will be the next thing. How incestuous can you get before consumers are like, I'm not feeling this? Like, can you do, like, second cousin removed? Hmm. Well, I mean, there are a lot of areas of the United States where you can still marry your first cousin legally. What? Oh, my God. And why are they all Kentucky? <laughs> It's all the places you expect. And then it's like there have to be there are definitely states where you can marry inappropriately young and inappropriately too closely related to you. The secrets in the sauce at KFC, you know. (laughs) And it's always also like one like state in the north where it's like, oh, what? New England. (laughs) New England. Yeah. Were you born? It's always going to be like Maine. <laughs> like Maine. I grew up in New Hampshire. I know from whence I came. Like Maine is the south of the north. Like you get more than, and it's kind of like California. Here's, I live in California now. I grew up in New Hampshire. When you get more than 10, 15 miles inland, you are no longer in a blue uh, territory. Like it's like you have, you've gone to potato farmer land. You're, you're in a place where you can go for 20, 30 miles and not see a soul. You'll see a lot of potatoes though. But yeah, Maine is, is the south in the north that's probably i'm sorry all i heard is potatoes and every irish person tuning in just got really turned on and heard nothing else uh we've got we have your big wet potatoes Mm. all on the ground they're they're there for you we can slice them we're gonna save you from that famine we'll mash them up for you mash them never forget put them in a stew potatoes potatoes Oh, yeah, Mr. Frodo, we got those potatoes for you. Okay, I think you're I'm going st- too far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Savannah, so you kind of do an amazing twist, which is you do porn and comedy. Oh. Talk more. Oh. <laughs> um, well, it, it, all, it all started one rainy night um, when I guess I just realized that as far as like the online sex work community and aside from like parody porn, there's yeah. just not enough people making fun of our day-to-day interactions. Like I've seen I I've seen the rainbow of dicks. I don't think there's a dick I haven't seen. Your dick can't surprise me at this point. Like there's so many just different things that can be joked about and are ripe for the joke and picking. So like I it was mostly just to make the people around me giggle because we were all kind of going through it. It was quarantine and we're sex workers. So it's like, ah. um, nice. But I started just making like dumb little videos and posting them on Twitter just for like my friends to laugh at. And then I wasn't expecting like non-sex workers to find them funny at all. So it, really it was all on accident. And I still have no idea what I'm doing. So <laughs> neither do we. The best ideas tend to happen that way. It's yeah. like we, this this whole podcast is just we took a joke too far. So we we feel you on that. This was not nobody intended for this to happen, and we don't know how this is still going. So we we feel you. Fun fact: eighty percent of what I say is fueled by either white wine or whiskey. Do we really know what I actually said? I don't know. <laughs> this is definitely not a tobacco vape. Are you in the LA area? Just because I feel like porn is either New York, LA, or Vegas. No, I'm in the disgusting South. So I'm oh, just. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'm Ooh, in the Bible Belt. I'm the bopping around. I don't have anything to take off and tip it to you. My, oh. my <laughs> non existent bra off to you, ma'am. <laughs> so thank you. It is. Bras are never going to have a comeback after COVID, let's be honest. One thing that COVID killed that we can thank it for killing the underwire industry. The one thing that I found, uh, I mean, one thing, there have been a lot of things that we found in the COVID. Uh, there is this amazing like bralette that I found on Amazon that was like six bucks. I'm like, I am stocking up with like 20 of these. I'm oh never like if I ever have to wear a bra, these are the only ones I'm getting. And they were like six bucks. And now they're they're up to like 18 again. <laughs> no. I saw a tweet the other day where someone was like, I just learned that they put bras on dead women before they put them in the casket. And what? <laughs> and then it led to a whole conversation with my roommate where we were like, well, wait a minute. Do your nipples get hard when you die as a part of rigor mortis? So do they I, put bras on so that you're not like shining the headlights in the casket, you know, with the family viewing? And then it led down a really deep Reddit rabbit hole to figure out, do your nipples get hard when you die? And we never really could find a definitive answer. And we were like, okay, so which one of us is going to die first? We'll just have to find out then. <laughs> 
Also, we have enough of a sciencey crowd. If you are a mortician listening, info at twogirlswomike.com. This is a serious question. You think we're joking? Let us know. I don't yes. think they would get hard just because of the type of reaction or type of the response that we have that causes them to get hard. But at the same time, the way that they uh, like the erectness is a skin reaction generally to cold or stimuli. But I think because the body goes through rigor mortis, uh, there's they would be a different type of hard, I think, is the answer uh, to <laughs> that than what we typically think about as hard nipples. But no, um, that's quite the question. Let's throw We will. I'll throw it out to my science audience. <laughs> Can you also imagine spending eternity in an underwire bra? No. The good thing is you're dead. Wait, that came out wrong. <laughs> the, uh, the good news about being in that horrible underwire is you don't have to feel it at all. Like I just I'm a big old uh, supporter of natural burials where they just literally it's just a white sheet uh, and not the giant casket and not the whole like it's way less expensive, way better for the planet. Like the casket thing is is very silly. That is my take on it. See, I just say throw me in a wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> do we do that after I read your porn search history? Yes. I want to be uh, pushed off into the ocean. And then I want our friend Anna, the uh, the former Simpsons animator, to shoot an arrow as they did with the Vikings. I want the flaming yes. arrow. That, yes. is, that is the plan. And first, like whichever one of us dies first, the other one has to read our porn search history. That sounds fun. And maybe you could set the wood chipper on fire. Can you set a wood chipper on her fire? I mean. Did you see the movie Kingsman? No. Yes. There was a, all right. Kingsman was an amazing uh, action movie, and yes. Kingsman Two. There's a there are people going through wood chippers and then being turned or not wood chippers, meat grinders, and then being turned to hamburgers. We could, as long as you don't die of mad cow, we could turn you into <laughs> the hors d'oeuvres at your post funeral party if you want to do, you know, meat grinders. Sweeney Todd. Yes. Oh yeah. Like what? Yes. Waste not, want not. There you go. <gasps> I've always been told I'm delicious. Put to the test. Ooh. And for me, after like we we don't have to keep my body in the in the ship going out to sea. We could pull it back, and there's some Yvette barbecue. Look, it's the apocalypse. We don't know if we're going to be out of meat and be out of spam too. And then your haters can eat your ass one last time. <laughs> oh, hey, they're... funeral pyres are legal in Colorado. You would just have to ship your body to Colorado to funeral pyre yourself, and you could do a barbecue. Question, can you have a funeral pyre even if it's not a body you know of? So let's say you find a body. <laughs> Just for instance, a body happens to be lying around. And you're like, oh, look, a body. I may as well do some things. Okay, I'm going to go with you on this journey. Okay, we Dahmer. found a body. Okay. Just came across one. I'm just saying, if you run into a dead body... Uh, <laughs> If you're sorry. I can't keep it. Is that wait, is that Kylo Ren behind you? Yeah. Yeah, he's here. Oh, oh you're totally on our girl squad. <laughs> baby. Baby boy. Oh, oh man. <laughs> it's I you want to climb that I'm sorry, I see him and I can't help but think of John Oliver with his weekly like <laughs> yes. diatribes of I wanna climb you, you mountain of boorish man. <laughs> like it's just Oh, like, I mean, Adam Driver was hot before, but thank you, John Oliver, for oh, yeah. like planting all of those seeds oh. in my head that I can't like not I can't look at him and not think about John Oliver's like man crush on him. Absolutely. So. And I have a lot of people, I guess a lot of people who like, I don't know if they've just never seen Star Wars or what, but many, many people have commented and asked me why I have a cardboard cutout of Professor Snape in my bedroom. It's fun. Well, at first, it was funny because at first I saw it before looking down. At first I was like Snape and then I saw the uh, the lightsaber. So like the hair from a distance. It is a little uh, Snapey. Is, yeah, it's, the it's, hair and the yeah. and the cloak. And then you look, yeah, but it's... Yo, you want to see Professor Snape, just see Keanu Reeves without his mustache and Elias Bill and Ted. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, I haven't watched Bill and Ted 3. I was saving to watch it with my dad because yeah. he... But is it good? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. All I've seen is just the stills of uh, Keanu Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. If you were going to say the other guy, I totally would have (laughs) understood. Yeah. Keanu and that other guy who was in one other movie, I think. All I'm saying is if you see the stills of Keanu Reeves without a mustache and you see him wearing like a pink shirt, it looks like uh, Snape who actually married uh, Lily. So we can just go with that. Yeah, Yeah, the AU. We've gotten so used to him with, you know, the full kind of scraggly beard for John Wick. And now it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We did not expect you to have aged since The Matrix. We're very confused now. 
very confused. Please go back to John Wick face. <laughs> this is a Keanu we know and have gotten used to in the last decade. I made the mistake of showing John Wick to my mom. And I, I didn't know that she was going to have such a reaction to Keanu. I should have known, but I guess it just didn't. Uh, what, what kind of reaction? She had me over to watch John Wick 2 every night for a week. Oh, and then we went to the theaters to see John Wick three <gasps> three times. <laughs> Whoa! And it was intense. She's still she's still on a, a little John Wick kick. Anytime it's like playing on the TV, she's turning it on. Did you let her know about this movie series called The Matrix? <laughs> yes, but she she wants she wants scraggly Keanu. She wants oh, bloody okay. Keanu, like shooting people. That Keanu is the one that. That really does it for her with the hair. And I get it. I can see that. How does it feel watching softcore porn with your mom? <laughs> Depends on the porn. If it's, you know, whenever we're both enjoying it, like John Wick, it's good. I mean, you just have to like block that idea out of your head that your mom's going to like have, a, you know, solo time with that <laughs> me later. And, Sorry. Me and my to. dad went to go see Jurassic Park when they re-released it into theaters. And we oh, yeah. leaned toward each other at the exact same time. And whenever Laura Dern was on screen, we were like... I'm so into Laura Dern. And we just kind of like looked at each other and we were like, she is, this is a bonding moment and we're just going to leave it here. <laughs> she, she's, she's, well, she is a perfect human. Like it's, it's, there was, there was that wonderful like song with the gay men's choir, like just singing Laura Dern over and over <laughs> again. She's perfect. And I will hear no argument otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we have to so- we actually, we reviewed a porn this week, believe we it or did. not. We did, we promise. <laughs> I know we're like 20 minutes into this episode, but we reviewed a porn, believe it I or mean, not. I mean, it was a really short porn, so it's not oh, like we have much up. to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we reviewed the Starry Night, the Mona Lisa of porns. Excuse you. <laughs> we reviewed Pirates, as we mentioned before. And it was, it was as good, like it's, we do a bunch of them here that are either storied or that, you know, come to us and we, we have expectations. And sometimes those expectations are dashed. Sometimes uh, we're like, holy shit, this is old and problematic. <laughs> uh, Debbie does Dallas. Uh, this one was just good. It was fucking good. Like, I I, I want to watch it a second. Like, I want to force my husband to watch this one with me. It was really good. So before we go into the details and give you guys a synopsis and talk about our favorite scenes, so this is the million-dollar porn. So if you guys have heard of, like, a porn that costs a million dollars to produce, this was it. It was made in 2005. By the way, uh, that's compared to Pirates of the Caribbean, which was $140 million. You know, with what they had for a budget, not bad compared to <laughs> compared to Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'll put Evan Stone's acting up against Johnny Depp. So I'm just saying, <laughs> not really. It's technically a spoof of Pirates of the Caribbean, but honestly, I feel like it can hold its own. And I'm so glad that you and I waited to watch this. Yeah. It's like having what is it, a fantasy fuck almost? Like you don't want to waste it when you're a virgin? Yeah, like we have reviewed enough porn of enough different quality, you know, high and low quality. We've seen good ones. We've seen bad ones. We've seen a lot of different genres. I feel like we were ready for this one. Like we can we can appreciate what went well. We can kind of look at the little things. Like we can look at the, you know, at some of the special effects that were kind of eh and go, but you know what? For a porn, this was amazing. Like we understand what was great in this. And I think that came with time. So like I I was yeah, thoroughly impressed with all of this. So let me give you the audience a quick plot summary. So uh and then we'll go into the details of all the different parts. So in 1763, Captain Edward Reynolds is hunting pirates or at least trying to do so, and he doesn't consider himself a great commander and neither does most of his crew. Only his first officer Jules believes in him. And when they save a young woman named Isabella from drowning, she tells him that her husband's ship has been destroyed by the feared Captain Victor Stagnetti and his crew of cutthroat pirates. Reynolds and his crew go hunting for Stagnetti, who tries to find a map that leads to a powerful secret on an island somewhere in the Caribbean Sea. Stagnetti finds a secret, quote, staff unlocked by Isabella's husband, Manuel. 
And then after the crew escapes the spawn of darkness, summoned by Stagnetti, their ship enrages in battle, and Stagnetti loses. So let's go through this whole goddamn thing, because there's so many parts I want to pick out and talk about. So the pirate uh, Stagnetti, I think was the name, he was uh, the one with the two different colored eyes. He was clearly supposed to be like a Jack Sparrow spinoff. I mean, he was good enough in his own like regard. Didn't look at him and go, ah, very Jack Sparrow-y, but man... Had a lot of eyeliner on. Yes. Yeah. They went ham with him and the the guy who was, I don't know his name, but he was very Will Ferrelly, like a weird, the most bizarre combination of Harrison Ford and Will Ferrell. The eyebrows on him. I'm trying to think I'm of which one you're talking about. I don't know anyone's guy. name in this movie. It's, it's okay. Describe, so, continue. What did he do? Who did he, he fuck? He fucked uh, the first mate and he was really, he's the one who ended up at the end of it, he was crying in the fetal position. He wasn't the captain of the other ship, correct? No, he was the one where they were like in the bar. <gasps> I know who you're talking about. Okay, that yes. was like a random side character. Uh, yes, who, he like, was totally yeah. random. And they had so much. Me and my roommate watched it together because she was like, I have to see this too. And all she could say, she was like, he got so much makeup in his eyebrows. They went ham on the on the men's makeup department in this movie. It's you know what <laughs> something that threw me off a few times because like you would start a scene and like we're always looking for like little continuity things. Like the number of times they would start a scene and a guy would have no eyeliner on and they would cut back to him <laughs> later in the scene and suddenly guy liner and I'm like Oh my God. Where they randomly like, guys, guys, we have to Jack Sparrow this up more. And like, they would just cut back. And suddenly I'm like, are they trying to like, are they trying to show us that they've gotten more dangerous from the beginning <laughs> of the scene to the end? Like, are they doing, is there authorial intent here? <laughs> or do they just like forget to do it? And they're like, this will look better because the light's changing and it's later in the, like, I just, I want to know what happened. I kind of love that the first scene, which was between Isabella and Manuel, who just got married and he had, they had boner scene or naked yet like the first sex scene was pretty much like what you would expect like if virgins were to fuck i believe it it ended uh by the nine minute mark of the film i'm like that'll do for virgins not bad <laughs> not bad i gotta applaud them for getting through a whole nine minutes like that i don't know if that's how long i lasted the first well you know i'm a woman but still like you know nine minutes for the first you go kids <laughs> you're off to a good start Nine minutes is respectable. I love, though, Evan Stone's character because Evan Stone was... Oh okay, so who here's a fan of Futurama? Have seen every episode in, in probably quadruplicate at this point. Savannah, I'm going to hurt you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I, <laughs> right. I was... I just... I missed the boat. I missed the boat. I, I grew up in a house where, like, I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter until I was, like, 11 because my mom thought oh, it was, man. like demonic so i you know i'm from one of those where like, <laughs> i'm catching up on things now that i'm older you're making up for lost time yes, now it's perfect. no futurama i only watched like after i started dating my now husband because he was he's a uh, such a cartoon addict mm -hmm. there are episodes of it that will make you ball like a baby like it's a good really uh character driven mm -hmm. show so where I was going with this is Evan Stone's character. Zach Brannigan. Oh, my God. So <laughs> Zach Brannigan. So I, Zach Brannigan. If he very, commandeered a pirate ship, 110%. There is very much an attitude of, hello, I am. Yeah, there's there's this ego <laughs> working with it. It's, it's Evan. He's good. <laughs> I don't know how else to phrase it. There was a part of me that died every time he said, pirates. <laughs> pirates. Pirates. Uh, we're heading for pirates. <laughs> it was like he he was trying to go William Shatner with it. I don't know if that's what he's normally like, but it was. <laughs> he got a little like more and more into like the Shatnerization yes. of the characters. Like, because at first it started with like these two, uh, you know, the two women he's banging, like buttering him up and telling him you're a ferocious pirate hunter. And I'm like, and as they're telling this, he's like, yes, I, I like that. I feel like that's where he was created, like turned into this monster of, yes, I am a ferocious pirate hunter. <laughs> Feed a man's ego. Yeah. Oh, actually, even before that scene, there was at one point, I remember where they're still before they get on the island, we're trying to get intel on this uh, pirate Stagnetti, who's also happens to be on the island. They can't get the cannons to fire on their ship. Oh, yeah. And he's talking about ship's food supplies getting low. But the gunner can't make the cannons fire. It smells like rotting goat's ass. <laughs> 
And what I loved about that moment is I thought about, oh my God, what a fun fact about goats' vaginas. And I don't know about uh, if you guys knew this, but goats' vaginas are the closest as far as resembling uh, female human vaginas. I didn't know. I want to know who did that research and was like, all right, of all the animals, if you're if you're really hard up and you're at a, and, and, and you happen to have a farm, someone looked into that. All I'm saying is now it makes so much more sense about fucking a goat. It does make more, like it all is coming full circle for me right now. I'm really understanding it. I always thought it was a sh- like that sheep were the ones that they went for. Like I was lied to all this time. I don't know about sheep vaginas, but I do know about goat vaginas. <laughs> well, I know now. <laughs> ah, things I never asked to know, but have been planted into my brain. <laughs> oh, podcast. <laughs> what wonders will you bring? Oh, my, oh God. my God. I do also, just one more thing about... Uh, she also does children's parties. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra. <laughs> I don't like kids. <laughs> oh I'm sorry God. do you really want to bring me around your children let's be honest I mean depends on what kind of life you're trying to prepare them for Ooh, a hard one this post-apocalyptic wasteland it might be good for them but I do recall that at one point, so before they get onto the island, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up, which was, so Jules, his first mate, at one point is trying to give Evan Stone's character, oh, Captain Reynolds. And I only remember that because it's similar to Captain Reynolds' Firefly, and I fucking love Firefly. (laughs) Same. That's exactly where I was at with it. Yeah. Thank you. But at one point, they haven't seen a pirate ship in four weeks, and he thinks he's a lousy commander. And she said... You know, you've never set a foot on a boat before buying this vessel. You've never been in combat with a man or a pirate. You have no knowledge of the seas, but you have a dream, and that's stronger than any knowledge or experience. It's your fate. (laughs) And I'm watching this going, ooh, that's the thing that mediocre men tell themselves all the time. And I, ooh. Look, I'm just saying, sometimes dreams are not as strong as experience and knowing what you're doing. I'm just just throwing it out there. So a porn lied to you. <laughs> Sorry. This is also what anti-vaxxers tell themselves all the time. Look, <laughs> I may not have an education. I may not have a degree, but I have a Google search and I have a dream. It's anti-maskers. I feel like anti-maskers are the new anti-vaxxers. It's like, look, I saw a meme and I know that you went to med school and spent a half a million dollars getting in debt to know this, but I read it from a guy who knows a guy. So he's got a dream, no experience. He'll be fine. I was thinking the entire time I was watching the porno, I would, like anytime it would be like someone was super incompetent at something and then a woman would come along and would be like, no, I love you. You're great at this and everything is going to be fine. And I was like, but none of these women are in charge. That's how we know this was made for men. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, how you yeah. know. Perfect. That was yeah, the trademark. Exactly. Not not the fact that it was porn and it was all, everyone was blonde and had triple D titties that had nipples that were up like <laughs> up top <laughs> it wasn't that looked like they were suspended on strings to be higher <laughs> their nipples wanted to see the sky my nipples want to see the ground and it's not fair <laughs> my nipples want to know what my pedicure looks that's like that's right they just want to see they just want to know but yes i was like n- none of these women are in charge everyone here is more competent than this guy that's how we know that the audience is not women <laughs> There's one woman who was so uh, who adored him so much that wouldn't let him leave until he he banged her. Just you know, total. <gasps> oh, I, that was. <laughs> let's talk like, about that scene. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. Let's. Okay, he banged her in a fire. Let's set the scene. It's a straw. I'm like, couldn't they have literally taken that outside? <laughs> she untied him. So for our audience who's never watched this porn, so at one point in time, Evan Stone is tied up in a burning building and he slept with this hooker earlier on and she's fallen in love with him because sometimes that's what happens after sex. By the way, in this porn, you have both men and women falling in love just because of a good bang, which is so egalitarian. Love it. That's apparently what happens when you're banging during a time in history when you only live to be like 35 because of like typhoid. So okay, that too. That's you know, I I gotta I gotta give them that. (laughs) 
But all I'm saying is there's this one girl who is so passionate about Evan Stone that she finds him in a burning building. And even though his life is at stake, they could easily die from the fumes. And, you know, he's also partner is at stake. And she unties him to fuck her. And he could have just said, you know what? Fuck you, bitch. I'm going to just untie my friend. And then, you know, we're going to just leave this burning building, which would be generally the normal reaction. He decides to commit and bone her in a burning building. And what we have is this beautiful scene where Evan Stone is banging a woman and you have CGI flames all across the screen. (laughs) I don't often admit when I when I whip out the Hitachi during a thing that we've watched. But like this one, I I couldn't not like just the fucking A for effort. <laughs> like they're they're like, we're going to fuck in a burning bill. Whether like however much of that was CGI, like Evan's covered in sweat. Like that was really well goddamn done. I'm like, all right, I'll masturbate to this. Good job. <laughs> we're here. I will. You guys deserve some masturbatory emissions from me. Well done. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, couldn't he have picked her up and just, you know, done that dicking else without the possibility of, you know, dying from smoke inhalation. Gotta risk it for the biscuit. (laughs) Gotta. Look, this whole, the whole scene, my my roommate is sitting next to me screeching, yeah, your sexy is on fire. (laughs) Look, 75% of fire deaths result from smoke inhalation, (laughs) not from burns or other heat-related injuries. So all I'm saying is that he was really putting everyone's lives at risk. OSHA. <laughs> was he putting lives at risk or was her demand for sex putting li- like which who's really at fault here? <laughs> I'm not sure. Can we talk about the fact that it's the only sex scene that is under the pressure of time constraint where you might die if you're in there too long? And not only was it one of the longest, but it was the, <laughs> the only one where he really took his time with the foreplay. Maybe it was because he knew like, look, if I don't fuck her right, she's not letting me out of here. Right. So yeah. he's like, I'm getting in there. I'm t- I'm eating this pussy. I'm doing what I have to to make sure to in- ensure my safe release from this place that is killing us by the minutes. Yes. So Ooh. romantic. Just eat that pussy like your life depends on it, man, because it does. <laughs> the National Fire Protection Association notes that every 20 seconds somewhere in the United States, a fire department is responding to a fire. How many of those involve pussy eating? More should. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> I like the part where he was like, uh, like something's burning and it's not your crotch. <laughs> oh my god! I was... snorted. I'm sorry. No, snort, snort more often. <laughs> I think, I think laughter with snorting is an underloved bit of sound. This is like a total sidetrack. Have you guys ever seen the, uh, like the ABC Family, Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella? movie indeed you Probably. mean from like the, the forever from old the one? 90s with brandy we, and whitney oh, houston oh my yes. god yes that's the my sister favorite. who <laughs> and like laughs like that <laughs> i would die for her yeah her name amazing. was calliope calliope and calliope she, she yep. <laughs> snorted whenever she laughed that's that's it for me i cinema peaked whenever she snorted rejoice our pornosaurs sports are back Probably. And there's a way for you to get in the game, too, with MyBookie. At MyBookie.ag, you can kick up your feet, enjoy your favorite sports and games, watch your team trounce their rivals, and hopefully win a friendly wager or two. Are the numbers looking good for your team today? Use promo code TGOM and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. So now is a great time to try out MyBookie with our promo. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at MyBookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use the promo code TGOM to double your first deposit, next government stimulus check, or change that you grabbed out of the bottom of a Coinstar machine. And please bet responsibly. Your winning season begins today at mybookie.ag. So we had not only a woman who threw herself for love, but also we had we had this other character, Jules, who was like the co-captain of Captain Stagnatelli or whatever the fuck his name was. She actually had this lover on this island. His name was Marco. And he was obsessed with her. Like the kind of like bone where like you bone someone, it's really great. And he's like, I, I love you. And she runs away. 
So yeah. I loved it because it was such a great point that we had in this film. Not only did we have a woman who was obsessive, but we also had a man who was obsessive. He was telling her that he loves her and I would kill for you to stay and don't you love me too? And when she rejects him, she's like, go be a whore somewhere else. <laughs> we need more of that in cinema. We need more of women telling men they're whores and they can go whore elsewhere. And he was the one in the fetal position. Yes. Yes, oh, yeah. Marco. It's Marco. It's Marco. He was like acting. He was doing really good. Like as he was sitting there and he was, he was like bringing it. He was really bringing it. I looked at my room and I was like, you know what? I almost forgot we were watching a porno. This could have been on uh, Freeform. It could have been like, or, or the CW. This, this, he could be acting on Riverdale. I was going to say, is there a cheaper version of HBO? Cinemax. Yeah. Cinemax. Yeah, probably. Stars. This was definitely ripe for stars. Yeah. Late night Cinemax. Skinemax. We even had murder. Captain Stagnatelli, like, murdered a monk for information. Who doesn't want to murder a monk every so often? It happens every Tuesday here. It's just, <laughs> just an LA thing. They kept saying, like, we need to find the Indian monk. And I was like, well, that's an outdated way to say Native America. And then they got there to the monastery and he was actually from India. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. it's like, OK, they they didn't fuck this one up. Yeah, All right. Like, oh. Wow. <laughs> I thought they were just being insensitive. But, you know, I wasn't anticipating this. <laughs> it was 2005. So who who knows? Never know. <laughs> Wait, I need you ladies to explain something to me. So at one point, they take the dagger and they decide, okay, so Isabella's husband, who fucked the virgin fucker in the beginning, they decide, okay, we've captured him. Let's take this dagger and drive it through his chest. And then they basically see a bunch of colors and holograms because he's a descendant of some sort of lineage. What the fuck was that and how is that normal <laughs> they stabbed him in the heart a sand tornado came out it did yeah, a like, laser light show in the room and then he survived yeah apparently like his lineage like i don't know maybe it protected him because it's like in here it's like i couldn't even see what was happening in like the sand laser show that popped out of his chest but like Apparently, the pirate that was standing there that wanted the laser light show could see all of it enough to be like, ah, this is where we have to go next for more treasure. And he lived. So, and but like he had to go with them to get the staff thing that they like, they saw where they needed to go to get the staff thing, whatever. And he's, they're like, ah, you come with us because he lived. Okay. I don't get it. <laughs> One quick thing I want to mention, another tangent. So you guys remember okay. uh, Wu Chow, the Asian guy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So for listeners who've never watched Pirates, so there was, his name was Wu Chow. He was on Captain Reynolds' ship. He worked the cannons. But he always he, needed potassium nitrate. He yes. always needed potassium nitrate because the cannons wouldn't work otherwise. At one point, he exchanges... Women, I guess, for the exchange of potassium nitrate because, and then they basically say, oh, it's for a rat problem I have in my house. Yeah, I thought like Isabella hunted that down at some point when she was on the mainland. Yes. She got kidnapped yeah. and then she like fucked that girl while, because they were having a pirate bachelor party. And she boned that girl. And then whenever it was over, they were like, oh, we feel bad about kidnapping you. How can we ever repay you for the good show? And she was like, I need potassium, potassium nitrate. nitrate. And he was like, oh, well, what do you know? This entire room is full of gunpowder. Take as much as you want. Well, thank you, sir. Okay. In my opinion, I think that character was the most genuine with his acting. Because at one point when the cannons don't fire, he's like, it should have worked, you piece of shit! <laughs> I don't work well under pressure! Look, he had no one to bang in the movie. He was very clear on his motivation. He had one motivation in that film, and that was to get those cannons to fire. His character was living for one thing and one thing only fire the fucking cannons. It was the one story arc I could follow and did follow and followed through to the end. <laughs> I was hoping that there was going to be like a post credit scene that's like wrapping up where everyone is. And like at, at the end, like his story would be like he's married to one of like the really like one of the whores from the mainland and they have 17 kids. Like something went really well for him. Like I wanted I wanted like a really good wrap up for him. Like because we I feel like we didn't get to know him. I feel his character did not get the service it deserved. I, I want I want to know more about him. Wu Chao Yuda MVP. Yes, <laughs> 
the MVP. Yeah. Wu Chao the real MVP. <laughs> like if he got to marry that one uh, prostitute who was in the threesome with Captain Reynolds, who got zero attention paid to her, like he was just raw dogging that other girl for like thirty minutes, and she's just sitting there like sucking her fingers the whole time, and she just sat- she was a champ. She didn't complain. She just sat there. When I see things like that, I always wonder if like there was like, you know, because sometimes obviously there's things just kind of happen. And then Mm -hmm. I wonder sometimes if like someone's getting way less attention. I'm like, did someone show up and go, look, I got a UTI. Shit's a little (laughs) sore today. We could I can take less. It's fine. (laughs) Like sometimes those discussions have to happen. Right. And that's what I thought, too. I was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe she's got something going on. Maybe maybe she's on her period or something. She's got her diva cup in and they can't do anything. But like. She didn't suck his dick. He didn't eat her oh. out. Like there was n- nothing happened. Like huh. he, she just sat there the whole time, and he just like went to town with the other girl, and she just like sat there on the bed. <laughs> I was like, is there a nickname for a lazy third wheel in a threesome? Unfortunate, <laughs> broken wheelbarrow. <gasps> Unfortunate is probably the best answer. <laughs> I'm going with broken wheelbarrow. <laughs> Perfect. It's, she's That's kind of my... dragon. One of them's just oh, kind of dragon. <laughs> this thing could have been a bike. So it's technically a tricycle, but one of the wheels is broken. There you go. Broken tricycle. That's that'll work. <laughs> Perfect. I like how she was like, "Do you want some wine, Captain Reynolds?" And he's like, "Oh, what kind of wine?" And then she just like sat on his face. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh shit. It's he's like, "Oh, okay." Okay. Mm. <laughs> I will drink from this cup. (laughs) I mean, who wouldn't? Cardi B plays in the background. (laughs) Now I want to read you the soundtrack with this, and every time people start to fuck, just, you know, wop, wop, in the on. I think everything should be redone. Like, every single uh, long-form porn that has, like, that has a serious side to it. Like... And I love how the beginning of this, they're trying to make the discussions between uh, Isabel and her husband. They almost sound like they're trying to work in like Elizabethan prose and they're trying to make it very proper. And like, then they have to whip out words like, I would like to see your tits. Like very quickly, <laughs> like it goes back and forth between them trying very hard to do serious, serious vocab, serious discussion. And then like, it goes very quickly into, you know, eat my pussy. Like it's just, I, I got to give them props for how how hard they try. Speaking of pussy, can we talk about the other big sex scene? Yes. The one where there was like a candle in the like ass. <gasps> they, they, there were two candles. There was a candle. The DP and candles. And those candles were lit. They were lit. Yeah, for our audience, they lit candles and they stuck them in someone's ass and someone's vagina. Light it my way in the darkness, <laughs> queen. <laughs> it's just wow. like Elton John sunk. Candle in the ass. <laughs> oh, it's never wow. knowing where to cling to when the <laughs> like, rain set in. If she farted, would that be a candle in the wind? Oh. <laughs> well, I oh, would have liked to know <laughs> you. Video all thousand candles in the wind. Your, your candle burned out long ago. See, but I feel like it could have been so much more creative. Like there could have been a scene where like they had to light the candles in the mood for in the room for mood lighting. And so she put the one lit candle in her butt, but then she had to light all the other candles in the room with the lit candle in her butt. <sighs> with her butt. They could have gone other places. I would watch that porn. I would watch a porn with like a butt plug shaped candle and someone has to like, you know, that has to, like a, a sub has to like light all the candles with the butt. Is there a Beauty and the Beast porno? And does it have a Lumiere? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. And before the last petal on the rose falls, she had to light every candle in the castle <laughs> with the butt plug candle. <laughs> or else true love would never come her way. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that would be a great because you got you got Cogsworth and he's the clock guy, and you got Lumiere, you got the candle guy. So Lumiere's yes. candles go out and she has to relight Lumiere's candles. <laughs> Excuse you, but every English major knew that this just burning candles in the ass just symbolized their burning desire. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I was thinking the whole time about like the, you know, like the earwax candles. What happens if you put one in your butt? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's certainly not the right type of wax to, you know, pull things off. That's for sure. 
if they were to make it out of the uh, the wax that you use for like for hard wax, just <laughs> go ahead. Instant Brazilian. It'll be fine. So fun fact, um, if you've ever thought about ear candling, uh, the <laughs> other orifice that you have on your body, uh, don't do it. It's pseudoscience and actually doesn't uh, help you as at all as far as removing uh, wax or helping you at all. But that said, we had, okay, so for our listeners who've never watched this porn, uh, which totally should after this episode, we had a lesbian sex scene at the very end of this film where two women got it on and uh, lit a candle in the ass and put it first in the anal orifice and then in the vaginal orifice. There's no cross-section between ear candling and anal candling. (laughs) But if there ever was a pseudoscience to emerge from this, I think we've got the next one. It's time for us to trademark. Anal candling. It's time for us to profit! Oh my god, Gwyneth Paltrow, call her! Call her quick! I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow did make a candle that smelled like her vagina. And like, I wonder, is does that is it because she managed to like to get pussy smell imbued in a candle? Or maybe does her vagina just smell like wax? You know what? I actually watched a review video for that candle recently because I was on the verge of ordering Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle just to know. (laughs) Just to know. I got to know. I'm so curious. Don't give her It's like an $80 candle. Did it smell like pennies? I I didn't. (laughs) I didn't order it. I watched a YouTube review of this woman who does uh, candle reviews. She was very funny. Oh, God. But she... She lit it, and apparently it's, uh, I, I want to say, like, the, the name of the candle was, like, suede and something else. I don't know. But she was like, oh, it, it kind of smells like, if you've never smelled a vagina, kind of what you're hoping a vagina would smell like. It smells, like, nice and flowery. It smells nothing like a vagina. But if you were a teenage boy and you wanted to know, like, you, you thought you, you could imagine what a vagina smelled like. She's like, that's what it smells like. Oh my god, that means there's a market for actual vagina-smelling candles. Right? Like, still hasn't happened. (gasps) Have you guys watched uh, Orange is the New Black? Yes. No. Spoiler alert for anyone who's still, like, it's been out for ages, guys, to get (laughs) the fuck over it. How can you spoil vaginal candles? Continue. Oh, I am. So, at one point, they have this little um, uh, cottage industry of selling, like, they're, because as we all know, prison uses uh, prisoner labor, and they were using prisoner labor in this prison that's featured in the show to make, to sew panties for an upscale brand. And then, you know, one of the uh, the characters figured out how to uh, cut them in a way that they were we're basically taking extra material, making panties for the prisoners to wear and selling them, you know, illicitly. They were selling used prisoner panties. And at one point, the people that, you know, their uh, brother that they were working with to distribute them tried to find a way to uh, remake the smell of used panties to, you know, up the amount of material that they could sell and like watching them mix together like tuna fish and orange and whatever else like I'm like oh god oh god so I'm just saying I don't know how easy it is to replicate um vagina smell for a candle (laughs) or otherwise that's that is where I was getting with that I'm sure there's an essential oil for vagina if all else fails we can just take each and every candle and just shove them into us first and then sell them there you go we can we can start with auctioning off the one they used in pirates. <laughs> I mean, the challenge is like if you have an infection, then it might smell like a stinky fish to literally nothing. So you have a, a really a range when it comes to vagina smells. Very true. You have a whole line. You've got a right? whole. It's at the tip of your fingers. Quite literally. You know what? Right uh, I know how to source manufacturers. We're doing this. You laugh, but she's she's not kidding. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I think you should do it. We've entered into a business partnership right now on this podcast. It's legally <laughs> binding. I mean, it's like Fleshlight. Like, you get different performers to mix their own vagina smell, and then oh you, you sell the smell. This is going to happen. Oh, the toilette. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's what it actually means. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know this uh, porn star's vagina smelled like birthday cake. There you go. I didn't know. There <laughs> you go. What's, what what do you want it to smell like? <laughs> well, ask porn stars. Hey, if you could market a vagina a candle to say it smelled like your vagina, what would you want it to smell like? It's perfect. And then a Gwyneth Paltrow did it. Eighty dollars a candle. Not even that big of a candle. What would the Savannah Solo candle smell like? <laughs> um, butter trucks. <laughs> butter 
Crocs. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say my parents' disappointment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it smells a little like diesel. Diesel? Diesel? <laughs> the floor of the green room of a comedy club. <laughs> That's disappointment for you. <laughs> no. It smells like diesel. <laughs> Corn. Oh man. <laughs> General Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like someone pissed on some popcorn. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The vegetable bin after a week too long. It's all the my dreams that I let die. <laughs> Two day year old Mexican. <laughs> That's what it's so about. pennies and salsa. <laughs> That's it. You got it. You throw a little Glock in the mix, <laughs> and you're there. Porn stars, if you're listening and you want to contribute the candle that would you would smell like if you were a candle, email <laughs> us and vote two girls, one mic. You know, we're joking totally about this, this, but all of a sudden I'm thinking about porn star candles sound like a great idea. You can make some cash off of this. I'm like, we have to figure out, you know, the campaign behind this, but we've done way dumber shit. <laughs> like... In the pantheon of dumb shit we've done, this is like, this isn't even the top five. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> top 20 at best. Yeah, definitely. Like, if Lauren Phillips were a candle, what would she smell like? Tears of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was personal. Moving no, on. I don't care. Uh, she mostly smells like salt, <laughs> scotch. And bad ideas. Ooh, and uh, old bath water. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Oh, well. Well done. We'll talk about that more when we're not recording, though. <laughs> By the way, if you're a patron or you're not a patron, uh, subscribe uh, to com or hit the Patreon contribution button or patreon.com slash mic. Become a patron and you'll find out the fun Lauren uh, Phillips episode of why she smells like uh, disappointment. You're welcome. I might have yelled that one time. We didn't make a porn star cry at all. Okay. Never. C- can I know the story? <laughs> After we're done recording. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so let's get back to this porno that we watched this week. I have to say, I am impressed because they spent a million bucks on this porno. And although some of the CGI came off as if someone just graduated college, I think they did really well. And overall, compared to other pornos, just a high standard. There was one bit of CGI that, like, every time I saw it, I couldn't help but laugh. Did you see whenever they were showing the pirate ships from a distance and you could see people (laughs) climbing up? Like, every time. Every fucking time. All right, audience at home, when you you watch this, because I know you guys have to watch this, it's amazing. Every time they showed the ships from a distance and you could see people climbing up the (laughs) rope ladders or the, you know, it's like... It was just so jarringly bad, <laughs> like and jarring, like mechanical. It was just it, it's it looks like an ant crawling up the. Th- I don't know. It was just it was funny compared to how decent the rest of it was. They were yeah. moving so fast, like they were scooting up that ladder. <laughs> And it's like when you have a ship moving like that, there's like sway in the and there's no swaying. There's no breeze. There's no boat moving. It's like, no, this person is just straight up this thing that that's hundreds of feet high. And they're just all the way up like like it's a yeah, that was amazing. It is hard sometimes, like when you have these long form things, a lot of times it feels like you have, you know, script, script, script. They set up a way for banging to happen and it feels very separated from the script. Uh, In a lot of cases, it didn't feel like that for most of the fucking in this. It felt really well incorporated into the script. And that's something that I, I was impressed with. I know this was supposed to be, it didn't really feel like a pirate's parody. It felt like, you know, it maybe had some inspiration from it, but like this felt really well, like they did their own own thing. I guess there's a sequel. So maybe one day, eventually we're going to have to do that one. But this came as advertised. It was really good. Like the banging was good and in some places funny. Uh, And everyone, yeah, everyone did a good job with their role. So and as usual, you know, just Evan Stone is being Evan Stone. (laughs) I was impressed by the way that like, 
whenever they would transition from like character to like a character scene to a sex scene, some of the actors like stayed in character yeah. throughout the sex scene. Like there was that the woman who played, I think her name was like Serena or something yes. like that. She was the Blackbeard character. She was like his first mate. And like yeah. when they were having sex, they were like doing it doggy style, like over the, the table or whatever. She turned around and she like over her shoulder Bits on him, and I was like, "What? <laughs> like, I've never seen Pirate. anyone do that before." But you know what? This makes sense for that character. Look, Tommy guns into it; it's contractually there. <laughs> I believe it. Yep, yep. But yeah, this was overall like, if you're gonna sit down and watch a porn with a friend, you know, once we're allowed to see our friends again, sit down and watch this one. Right? I mean. Yeah. Look, I have shown some porns to some friends. And by the way, actually, I have to uh, make a quick comment. Pre-pandemic, I had shown... uh, Remember when we were reviewing, like, It's Always Sunny porn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Savannah, are you an It's Always Sunny fan? I've seen a few episodes, yes. Okay. Are you familiar with Green Man? No. Okay. That's your problem. (laughs) So, (laughs) we have this character in... It's always sunny called Green Man, which basically it's uh, the Charlie character who puts on like this whole head to toe Green Man costume and jumps out and says, Green Man! And sometimes we'll throw a ball at whoever's face it is. Uh, (laughs) Generally D. But that happened in the porn. And I remember showing that to people who I didn't realize when I was showing it to hadn't totally watched It's Always Sunny and didn't realize the concept of Green Man. So how awkward is it showing, like, a funny part or or what you think of a porn is really funny and ties back to the original content, but the uh, other person has no idea? And they're like, why is this person throwing a ball and jumping in a Green Man costume on the screen? It makes no sense. It's awkward if they don't know the original show. Yeah, I can't talk to those people. It's like nine months later. They were never your friend to begin with, Alice. It's their problem <laughs> or something. So is is like, have you guys seen Mystery Science Theater 3000? Indeed. Okay. I yeah. know the concept. I've never watched it. So like you do like Mystery Science Theater nights with porn yeah. with your friends. I've been told that we're compared. I have no That's idea. Amazing. Yeah. Basically, it's like if we were to ever do this show like live with a porn on with us, like I feel like that's a thing we could move towards one day if we were somehow on the same side of the country. You're assuming that my improv skills are really good (laughs) with the porn right there, like with us stopping and being like, hey, 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 that is illegal use of a mask to bang someone with. We are still traumatized by night dreams. (laughs) That was a jack in the box that was jacking out of the box it was like it was, the third porn we ever watched and it was like okay so savannah just so you know okay we watched a porn <laughs> where a woman was banged by a mask just the mask uh a person was wearing the mask okay but it was a really fucking long nose really long nose really long like nose. my eyes still feel violated by that <laughs> like what's it called we, we have <laughs> night dreams uh, n- you're night welcome dreams I still think uh, Cafe Flesh is probably one of the weirder ones that we've seen that, like, I... Uh, yeah, Night Dreams tops it, in my I, I mean, like, Night Dreams was weirder. Because, like, at least Cafe Flesh had, like, a, a plot to it. It's, like, you know, kind of post-apocalyptic world where people get very sick when they come close to orgasming. There was something true that, but, like, Night Dreams was just, hey... Here's a dream sequence and some cowboys and or Arabs. Let's go with it. And at the end, it felt like they were leaving like a mental institution. Like there were these two people observing this woman who was trapped in this institute. And then she leaves with them. Just very odd, the entire thing. I Google imaged this. Did she get fucked by a piece of bread at one point? Ooh, good question. That did have the cream of wheat box. It did have the cream of wheat box. Yes. And I see the mask. Um, There's. Yeah, this absolutely nightmare fuel. We've seen a lot in the last two years. Okay, so bear in mind, it was also she was fucked to Old Man River. 
Yeah, like I feel like being fucked to Old Man River while a cream of wheat box and a and a living uh I wanna say it was a saxophone, you know, I'd do uh, it while they pull a Jerry Falwell and and watch st- you know, stare from the from the side. Like I feel like that might be difficult. Is she holding a dead baby? At one point. Weirder shit has happened. <sighs> what in the world? The whole thing is you're gonna have some fun viewing. Sometimes a dead baby is a fish. I don't know. It's it's just a thing. There was one that we saw early on where someone was like drinking coke out of a vagina. Oh, and that was a uh, deep throat. Yeah. That okay. Was... So what we're saying we're, is, if you just going down tuned in, lane. start from episode one. We knew nothing. Bear in mind, we were very bad at podcasting, <laughs> and very Alice bad. drank way less whiskey back then. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have hide all of them, so nothing's changed. So <laughs> we have some patrons to thank. <laughs> Indeed, we do. By the way, for patrons or PayPal fans who have given us a beautiful one-time donation, this week we want to thank Matthew Barrett, Dave Weiner, Stephen Rauch, Chris Clark, Alexandra Dees, James XGD Falcon, Dave John S. Howard Lee, Bethany Nicole, Rick, Stephen Jones, and many, many others. And if you want to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash two girls on mic or two girls on mic.com. Hit the donate button and choose your way, either a recurring membership or a one time donation at paypal.com. Uh, we have our link right there where you can help donate and support the show. By the way, Savannah, where can our listeners find you? Oh, hell. And then you can also find me on Twitter at Savannah underscore solo. And you can find me on OnlyFans if you want to see my titties at OnlyFans.com slash Savannah solo. Hi. Savannah, do you have 20 minutes to spare after this? Absolutely. (gasps) Oh, my God. So people who stick around get a Patreon episode. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a little wet. <laughs> so if you're a patron, you're gonna get some exclusive content. Head on over to patreon.com slash two girls or mine. You're gonna get exclusive content from us and Savannah Soul because she's amazing. Oh, <laughs> oh. shucks. But Yvette, where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me at the Cybabe over on Twitter and Instagram, and, and of course over at Facebook.com slash Cybabe, where I am snarky and sciencey and doing, of course, bi-weekly uh, da-da-da, live streams to tell you what's happening with the COVIDs in the universe and how you should navigate all of that. Uh, Alice, where can people find us and you, of course? Guys, you can find me off my Adderall medication at Rational Blonde at Twitter. But you could also find the show at all places at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at TGM Podcast. Uh, share the clips with your friends, your priest, your family, the person who checks your groceries out at the grocery store because le- you know they have a miserable existence and they need this. <laughs> they really do. Not wrong at all. It sucks. They need porn analysis in their lives. Guys, thank you for joining us. And Savannah, thank you for joining us as well. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've had so much fun. I had a great excuse to watch a two-hour porno. Oh, yeah. Always looking for one of those. And we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.